0: This man steps out of his truck. (laughs) I mean, we haven't seen anybody for days, right? And he is in like Speedo tight, like bright orange and stripes, like, you know, like little thong bikini thing, you know, and otherwise completely naked and as brown as you could. Like, he had been in the sun for so long (laughs) in that little Speedo that he was just like you know, as brown as the beautiful soil and the dirt in, in the land, you know?
1: Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here. It is Greg with the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. Thank you for being here and spending a little bit of your day learning something new. We are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people that move through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I hope you are as excited as I am to get to this week's episode. Here we go. Hey friends, we are back and this is going to be part two, the second part of last week's episode with Mama. Uh, it was a great conversation. And as I mentioned in last week's episode, uh, it got cut off, and there's a whole freaking hallelujah bunch of audio difficulties in last week's episode. But this one is better. I listened to the whole thing, and uh, it's pretty good. So, yeah, we're just working with equipment, there are always fun things that happen with the Wi Fis and whatnot. But uh, without further ado, there's a lot of different topics that we talk about in this episode. There's going to be a whole bunch of links in the show notes, and I'll link to this on the blog as well. But it's it's a good conversation to have, and we get to talk about some outdoor adventures and the learnings that come from outdoor adventures, the, the reference points we have for how to move forward through life, and everything from letting go to moving into the unknown the dream spaces, uh, the benefits of dirt, how to have a dirt shower. Um, did you know that sweat balls up? Just gonna leave that. Just gonna leave that. You'll have to listen about the 29-minute mark. Uh leaving no trace. The the earth. Uh oh my gosh. Yeah. Crazy experiences that we've both had. Um, counting our blessings and the importance of being grateful for what you have. That's probably gonna be another episode coming up here. Um But yeah, some cool books, Uh, lots of good stuff. So again, please check out the show notes. They'll be on the podcast platform you're listening to this to, as well as on my blog. Um, If you get a chance, please leave a review on that podcast platform. That really helps me out and helps to get these out with all kinds of cool guests. We got some great stuff coming up for you. But without further ado, the temperature is supposed to drop to, boom, 10 Fahrenheit overnight. Yes, it is mid-April. But it's a little bit cold, but it's sunny and beautiful, and I just saw a hawk fly by. So all those hawk medicine people, hello to you. All right, here we go. Part two with Nature Wise Mama, right after the cow. Okay, and uh, so that, um, remember how I made And then it was windy, and then it was sunny, and then it was cloudy, and like it was going to rain. And then um, Jen shared a story, and it was sunny again. And then abruptly, the um, audio dropped on my end. So I shared this super interesting story that nobody heard except for the baby hawks and the... (laughs) neighbor's yard for me. Um, So we're going to pick back up here and I'm going to acknowledge this because this is what I do because no part of anything is perfect. So if anyone has a perfectionist issue, um, this is probably not the place to be listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, uh, Jen was sharing about energy connection and just mentioned that um, once upon a time I lived in Denver and we had shared we nearly came. Quite connect at that point. And uh, I used to drive out to Moab pretty frequently to exp- And uh, uh, for those uh, of who aren't listening in America or Colorado or have geographical, geographical awareness, awareness of America, um, Denver, Colorado, city, city in the geographical center of America, uh, geographical centers somewhere in Western Kansas. Pretty close to Western Kansas, and in all reality, spoiler alert: the airport's actually in Kansas, but they don't tell you that. They say it's Denver, but you got to drive for a while. Anyway, that's it to Moab, and uh, the exciting way that I preferred to drive. Uh, you always take ice, or you can one route. I guess you take most people. Drive like a thousand miles an hour, and it's pretty fast. Um, and when you get to the then, and, and there's not a lot of scenery, it's a lot of buildings and signs of human habitation. And then hit the major state road, and, uh, pull, pull or you can pull off. I don't know where Utah. And, and uh, take a left turn and start going south on Utah Highway. But I realized <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, if if you're, you're following, following along down, 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 there's yeah. only one other. Um, um so, so I, Highway went 28. It doesn't look like much, but you get in a and places, and you end, end up following the Colorado River. There is no cell phone reception. So you pretty much get to the bridge. Like, wow, the bridge is 20 feet on my right-hand side. And to the left is the town of Moab. Um, but as you're driving in, it's beautiful because you're the Colorado River is like 30 feet from you at times, 10 feet from you at times. Um, there's wineries. There's, God, there's probably a brewery now um there's bed and breakfast oh there's my gosh castle i've heard valley.
0: it's just insane yeah it
1: it it's is magical. Magical. like castle valley is like world-renowned climbing area and that's off to your left-hand side and you can drive down to like the mountains that edward abbey climbed and talked about in desert solitaire it's it's beautiful um oh, i was driving in climbing. that way yeah right
0: like oh, oh, it's, great climbing
1: it, it, it is, is like such it a is. great place and if anybody out there is a climber like to um, exert yourself a lot except for climbing you can go is it 313 utah highway 313 that goes west out of moab um along something something road that eventually takes you to potash mine now i'm sitting outside with my laptop but uh you can actually park your car or truck as it were and sit in the bed of your pickup truck and belay people because the climbing is literally right beside the road and there's petroglyphs and there's all kinds of stuff. But it's an amazing area for climbing. Indian Creek is down there. Uh, it's magical and it's how busy year-round. And a uh, little synchronicity story, one of them that, that I was going to share is driving out there one fall and – no, it was May. Scratch that. It was May. Fall was a different time. Uh, driving out there and coming in from the north and there's a whole row of campgrounds along – Highway 128, and they're all right on the river. Some of the sites are literally on the river. Some are not, but it's a great place to be. You can hop in the river and cool down. Uh, It's a little bit cooler than town. It's not a campground with generators and televisions blaring. Um, So anyways, I got the last campsite, and I had come from the north, stopped at every single campground, and uh, got the last one. And about 10 minutes after... I got there and had just paid and was setting up my tent. uh, A rental car showed up and it had two people in it uh, from a European country. And uh, I waved them down, was like, hey, like I got here. I just paid for the spot, but you're welcome to join me because we got two vehicles and there's two tent spots and there's nothing further north. And I wagered correctly that they had come from the park for the day and we're heading north. And like they talked in their language and said, "No, thank you," and drove away and I was like, "Well, I'll be here if you want to come back, so <laughs> good luck yeah uh, but but about an hour later, I had set up my tent, I had got a little campfire going. I had just started cooking over the open campfire, and the rental car came back, and there they were, and they're like, "Um, so you're right, there's." No <sighs> I said, yeah, because I came from that way. And they're like, were you serious? And I said, yeah, totally. Like, I've been in the spot where I don't know where I'm going to stay. And, uh, you know, ended up, I've slept in a car. I've slept in a truck. I've slept in all kinds of crazy places because there wasn't anywhere when I was on a trip. I was like, you're welcome to hang out here. Like, come and tell me a bit about where you're from and what you want to do. Because I've literally got every map of the area in the back of my car right now. So (laughs) what do you want to know and where do you want to go? But that was awesome. And that was just a random connection. And it turned out that it was uh, two people um, that lived in like world-renowned ski areas in France. And I was like, wow, that's super cool. You're telling me all about these places I've heard about my entire life and would love to go visit. And I'm giving you information about right here. Like, How do you plan that? How did I know it wasn't, or who knew that it wasn't going to be somebody who just wanted to come in and smoke weed and get drunk and be loud and rowdy? Like, I got two cool people that had a great trip. No, eight years later, um, that's insane. But yeah, that's just some of the synchronicities. And for me, like being out there the Utah desert's a magical place and it's where I'm connected. So it's, it's cool to hear your stories about dropping seeds here and there and everywhere. Like what little nugget did that pass on?
0: Yeah.
1: Or, you know, what, what nuggets have you passed on or can you for those magical places that call it a soul?
0: Well, yeah. And especially when you're like camping in a place and then you have and a magical experience like that, you're like leaving all that, you know, with the campsite too, the way, right? The campsite becomes better because of the good camp energy. There.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. or it Transmuted it or whatever you want to call it. And then the next um, person
0: that got to use that camping space got to reap the rewards, right? And feel that good energy. Totally
1: yeah like have you had any experiences in in your heart and it's like wow all of these you know did conscious did my energy did this nature connection create it and then all of a sudden like it's wow here i am
0: holy cow uh, you just pretty much described my whole life path. <laughs> yes. Okay. I have <laughs> lots of times. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know which one do you want? You want me to put them all in a hat and then.
1: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Put them all in a hat. <laughs> pick, and, one out. I don't know, pick, pick out number, uh, 17.
0: Okay. Well, I mentioned, I mentioned <laughs> tiny before I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm gonna go with Canyonlands since we're on the Canyonlands mm-hmm. story time. Um, are you sure you're ready for this? <laughs> I'm always ready. I
1: don't even this know what might it be is, but the I'm ready craziest.
0: For it. This might be the craziest Canyonlands story you ever hear. I've been there lots of times into Moab and mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. climbing there. Oh my gosh, you're so right. All the cracks there fit my arms and my hands perfectly. And it's so easy Mm -hmm. to climb up them. It's just such Mm -hmm. a joy when a climb is that effortless, you know? Yeah. So, um, but on another trip, my friend, I was living in Denver at the time. And my friend had just bought a Toyota T100, brand new, right? And she's like, come on. Wow. And I'm like, let's go. So we uh, threw our bikes in the back of the truck, a mountain bike, and we, um, you know, grabbed some snacks and uh, just backpacks and jumped in her car, and we went down to Moab. And uh, we had a map. We didn't really know where we were going to camp or where we were going to end up. It was, you know, obviously very spontaneous. And... That's how me and her were, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, we get down there and we're like following the map. And we went, I think we went, you know, um, I forget what you said. One through, I don't remember what the highway numbers are, but we're yeah. going down that way. The it follows the river all the way down through those granite um, steep canyons, you know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we found we saw a place there, but it's like right off the road. I was like, I don't want to camp right off the road, you know, and. So, um we kind of pulled into a spot and we're like no this isn't it we get back in the truck how many people have done this going camping right you like don't can't find that perfect spot just like the guy you were talking about that was like oh yes. no we're gonna go look around you're like I'll be here when you get yeah. back um <laughs> yeah. kind of like yeah. that so we're driving around was like that didn't work out so then um, uh we tried I think we, we took another route and because we were just following, this is before GPS, right? So we were just following a paper map. She was, she was driving and I was navigating. I was like, was it this way? We ended up at one of those like toll booths, you know, to get into the Canyonlands where you pay oh, to get yeah. in, you know, and all that. And we're like, uh-uh, not paying. We turned around, make a U turn, leave. And I'm like, okay, let's go this way. And we go this other direction. We end up in this really interesting like water treatment area. Like, I don't okay. know exactly what the, it was like a, you know, it's like in a sci-fi movie when you, when you go to the like, the secret, you know, <laughs> the secret space where they're like, you know, studying aliens or something. Yep. You, like, drive yep. and you're Making like, are X-Men. we supposed to be here? There's like no trust that you is like, well... We're not turning around. So we trespass, drive around this weird, uh, probably a water treatment facility, and then and then do a circle and end up right back on the road where, when we turned off to go on that. And I was like, oh, no, we're not going back. <laughs> you know, so yeah. at that point, I see off into the tall grass, you know, that like big, tall, yellow grass you see. yeah, And, and then just mud, <laughs> basically like red dirt. And there was two tire tracks like that had laid down the grass. And I look and I was like, and she's like, no, I don't want to go back the way we just came. we had been driving all the way from Denver. We were ready to camp. And yeah. I was I was like, I can I I don't know if I what kind of language I can use in the podcast. You can say whatever I, you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I um I throw the map in the back of the truck and I said, fuck it, go that way. <laughs> And I pointed to the little tracks, right? In the grass. And my friend, Nikki, called her Nikki. Name is a cool. So fun. Um, she just like just turns the wheel all the way over and just steers the car straight towards the tracks and just starts taking off. And I like, yeah, you know, so exciting. Yeah. And um then we're driving up and it brings us to a road with a gate like a cattle gate and the cattle yeah. gates wide open I'm like whoa check it out there's a road and we get on the road and we start cruising on the road ends up like 10 turns out we um spend four days three nights <laughs> on this road that we found uh driving sometimes we'd stop and bike a little bit um hike around you know just just exploring the place. Um, And at night, we found a way to get down to the river because we were way, way, way up high on these plateaus that, you know, you just see canyons and canyons and lizards and cool cactus flowers and, you know, all the great stuff you see out there in the desert. And there's these super steep dirt roads that go down, like, the side of the canyon to the river. And they're really steep and really long. They're probably... I don't know, maybe a mile, mile and a half, maybe some of them more like a half mile, um, mm-hmm. depending on how, you know, how far it goes down. But they were like, like just dirt carved out of the side of a mountain. Like, no really, no nothing, you know, like super skinny. So we go down those at night and camp by the river. And on day three, we ran into a crew. It was the only people we saw. It was day two. It was day two. The only people we had seen back there for miles and miles and miles, we'd see all of a sudden like hundreds of bikers and then a truck, this big old gray truck carrying water for the bikers. And uh, he's ahead of us for a little while and then he stops and we come up to him and we, you know, park, Hey, how's it going? And it turns out he is driving water for the bike crew. And this man steps out of his truck (laughs) I mean, we haven't seen anybody for days, right? And he is in, like, speedo-tight, like, bright orange and stripes, like, you know, like, little thong bikini thing, you know, and otherwise completely naked and as brown as you could, like, he had been in the sun for so long in that little speedo that he was just, like, you know, as brown as the beautiful soil and the dirt in, in the land, you know, he just blended right in. And he was, he was just crazy. And, um, we took some pictures, we hung out with him, talked to him, we took some pictures and then went on our way, but Oh my gosh, he was just so full of energy and vibrant and just unique and had so many, uh, deep, like, you know, just off the wall things to talk about was so interesting. And, um, so he was like, he was like the only interaction we had for four days was that guy. And um, yeah, we came out, we finally came out on day four and we exited at the toll booth that we did U-turn around, <laughs> 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 you know, we, we got in. and she's like, hi, thanks for coming. Would you like a map? <laughs> and she hands us, yeah, I'd like a map. Thanks. Where the hell have we been for the last four days? <laughs> and we could just map, <laughs> and we drive off, and open that, and it's white rim, white white room trail. Oh it's Jesus! 10 wow, tenuous. the eighty mile, like, you know, like super super in there, white rim trail. We had just spent four days on the white, three nights on the white rim trail, <laughs> and you you're supposed to have wow. permits to camp back there, but we never saw anybody, so. Yeah, isn't that a crazy boat or a canyon story? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, and it's like it's like super popular, and you know, like back roads and all those tours there now. And you did it just being like, "Cool, let's go this way." Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. And there you are. Going
0: off the trail,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And how do you? I just happened to be here, and then all this magic happened, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I think it was just that, you know, the universe was like supporting just that energy of letting go and moving into the unknown and not being expectation, you know, having expectation of the outcome. And then you get rewarded, you know, you're like, and then the universe, the earth is like, hey, good job. Here's a reward. You're like, yes, this is really fun. Yeah. (laughs) Right, but we didn't. We didn't know when the next gas station was. We didn't know where we were going to refill water. Like we didn't know how long we were going to be on this road. You know, because <laughs> that was, you know, that was a pretty good trip. <laughs> we drove the yeah. truck every day. We slept. You know, and um, my favorite camping spot by the river was we would get up on these rocks, right? Because the rocks are so hot. So you just put your sleeping mm-hmm. bag on the rock. We're laying there, and all of a sudden, all these mosquitoes are like, oh, attack. And we're like, oh, no. You know, we're, like, got our sleeping bags up around our heads, you know, and um, trying to fend off the mosquitoes. And then all of a sudden, like, the little buzzy mosquito noise stops. And it gets really quiet, and you hear this other, like, interesting sound uh, mm-hmm. in the sky. And we peek our little heads out, and the mosquitoes are mysteriously gone and we look up and we're just like hundreds of bats maybe 20 feet from our faces just flying over us and eating all the mosquitoes
1: wow that's awesome yeah for bats
0: we're like things bats and they were like no problem and then they all took off and we slept under the stars and it was really really beautiful out there so oh, wow I could go on and on about that trip. You know, I could talk about that trip with yeah. you forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
1: many stories. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> t- t- tell us some more stories about it. Like it's, it's crazy. Or what I was going to lead with is like, it's incredible. The magic that can happen when you're somewhere where you feel connected and you hit, I have no idea how to pronounce that guy's name. Like McKaylee, Shesney, or something rather like, like flow <laughs> state. <I>
0: mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Flow <laughs> state. And you're like, Holy uh-huh. cow.
1: I'm just here. And all of these magical things happen. Yeah. And, like, and for whatever reason, there's also, as I say that, all these magical things happen. There's now three crows
0: <laughs> chasing off them.
1: a freaking flicker, and there's another crow nest up there. I don't know what's going on. The crows are fighting in the background as said magic happens. So um, let's lead with that and tell us some more about, yeah, being out in those magical environments or transmutation or, you know, the magic that can happen when you feel connected.
0: Mm how do you describe that really? You know, I mean, can you imagine like, how do you describe that to somebody who's never felt that?
1: That's also a really good question. What's it, what's it like for you?
0: I don't know if I could describe that to someone who, who wasn't able to tune in with me and like, know Mm -hmm. kind of what that connection feels like. And I think I'm really spoiled growing up in Boulder, Colorado, that I know a lot of people like that. And I grew up with experiences like that. So I'm very fortunate but I am aware that there are many, many people in the world that don't have that connection with nature and that are like in concrete jungles. And um, Mm -hmm. I I really can't relate. I can't imagine uh, what it would be like not having a connection to nature, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When did you start getting, like, when did you make your connection?
1: Yeah. um, It was after university. That's a good question. Well, it's it's interesting because, like, there was always a connection, like, the backyard. And And my my a lawn and we'd be outside playing. But it wasn't mm -hmm. really until maybe a high school backpacking trip like a day hike an overnight hike and then like a five-day hike Ah,
0: but even then it was kind of
1: like eh, I don't know about this what I did notice was (laughs) at that that point I was very different I was like holy cow I lost like 20 pounds on this five-day trip and I felt better but it wasn't until getting out of like the city mentality go 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 do you do all of these things you're always busy to be like I'm on nature time Mm -hmm. you know I'm gonna I'm going to drive out and go hiking and like, wow, I feel better on Saturdays because I went and hiked a 14-er today or two 14-ers today or four 14-ers today, depending on where you are. Um,
0: have you done that?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, because what it – oh, God, I'm going to I'm gonna blank on this. I'm going to have to look at it on 14 Um, Yeah three and then one one that doesn't count because it's prominence isn't enough because you don't go down and then gain enough elevation but sherman lincoln brass and something i want to say um yeah but it's not like oh that's a big deal it's like hey the sum you just like walk a mile when you're already at like 13.5 so okay
0: it, it doesn't yeah like well
1: it's like, I like I went it. eight miles or 10 miles up to 14,000 feet. It's like, Oh, Hey, I'm already here. Oh, it's only that far away. Might as well go do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was more like being a little bit, having the connection being younger and then almost like having it shut down by the education system. And like you need to focus on grades and focus on this and focus on this and you know, Getting into it as a, oh, okay, cool. Well, what else do I do here? I'll go try this. And then meeting a friend who was working on the 14ers in grad school. Um, but since then, it's been like, you know, the, was it the hockey stick graph or something? You know, like it's like flat. And then all of a sudden it just like takes off its exponential growth. Like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I just want to be outside right now. I could be mm-hmm. nice and warm and toasty in where I live right now. three jackets and a hat on and i've just turned my back and put my black jacket on on top to like insulate myself better but i'd rather be outside than like down in that dark place
0: you know Mm -hmm. yeah i know i always dream about like dream homes and dream offices and workspaces and whatever i'm dreaming of That's a building it always involves like the outside coming in or the inside i love that kind of architecture where people bring the outside in and that you know it's like all flows together it's not like you're sitting with walls but you know looking out into Mm -hmm. into nature into a garden like you said with a backyard and like a nice lawn or you know a mountain view whatever it is um ocean view i love that kind of architecture that melds with nature and brings it in and out
1: yeah yeah you just like feel better whether it's like sitting outside or being outside or like fully immersing yourself and being totally without cell phone reception totally at the mercy of your environment and like okay cool here we are Mm -hmm. on the white rim trail or here we are in the river wherever we are and here we are climbing and yeah, I don't know where I'm going to shower. I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight, but I'm going to climb right now.
0: Ooh, what does that smell?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like that when I got here.
0: Then you get into a whole other okay. thing called nature hygiene. <laughs> <Right>? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a subject all in its own, isn't it?
1: It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how have your experiences been? You've, spent a lot of time in nature you work a lot with nature uh how how do you connect or yeah how do you maintain hygiene (laughs) or is it even important when you get out there
0: dirt is really helpful (laughs) dirt and water (laughs) water is great if you have water if you don't have water dirt can be dry dirt can be pretty pretty cleansing (laughs) have you ever tried that
1: (laughs) uh yes actually i have
0: um, it's nice exfoliant, you know you get a little bit of rocks in there and maybe some clay, you know, and <laughs> I like I
1: the double um, cucumbers over the eyes and like the facial scrub at night. I just grab some dirt and,
0: like, <laughs> rub it in and like OK, cool. There you go. <laughs> look, look
1: now this stubble beard that I've got. it's like red, so yeah, I'm from Scotland. Hey guys. Um, yeah, well, you know, yeah, I, it... I've had
0: some instances in nature where I get really sweaty,? because right? I'm working so hard or nature's working me so hard, I should say. And, um, you know, you get sweaty and then at night it like dries up and then you get that little like, it's like a, I don't know, like grime, you know, (laughs) like you like where your sweat starts to like ball up. If you massage yourself, it'll like be like little balls, like little white balls or black balls or whatever color you're wearing. And dirt is really nice. You take some, some nice clean dirt. Some nice dry clean dirt and rub that on there it will slough that stuff right off you know it's really nice <laughs> and then of course yeah. you're covered in dirt but so what dirt's there's good for you.
1: <laughs> oh god right? yeah dirt dirt is so good for you sunshine is so good for you being in it having it on your body being on it It's like oh my gosh and and yeah and thank you for sharing that that is <laughs> one of my favorite ways to be but it doesn't <laughs> always um you don't always get enthusiasm from the uh, corporate crowd with that <laughs> mentality, <laughs> but it's funny how once you get out onto like an adventure or meet other people who do that, like it's never a big deal.
0: Oh no, because that's just what you got to do, right? <laughs> yeah. You're out in nature. You don't have access to all the simplicities, all the little, you know, the easy the easy little gadgets and the you know faucets and (laughs) the flushing toilets and all that you got to figure it out (laughs) which which i'd like to say by the way if anyone's listening you know whoever's listening to this of course is listening to this my first podcast so it feels like we're just talking but um uh please please learn how to leave no trace please pick up a or search it online, whatever, just leave no trace. When you go camping, just, if you could just know that one skill, that would be great. How to poop, how to poop in the woods, uh, <laughs> hygiene in the, in the wilderness. Like just, you know, do a little quick little search there and just get some tips and, you know, please keep the wilderness areas free of our, our hygiene leftovers <laughs> like just <there's Yeah>. cards
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and especially we've just been talking about desert environments. especially in desert environments stuff takes a lot longer to do its thing out there but yeah it is it is less than pleasant to stop at a rest area or go for a hike and see everyone's toilet paper and
0: Ugh, tampon yeah.
1: wrappers and so bad condoms and whatever else you're like are you fucking, are you freaking serious they, scattered all over trash the trash right there oh. right there
0: well even Seriously. if there's not a trash can and you're on the mountain you know just put pick it up put it in a bag or know how to bury it or know what to do you know so that the next person walking along does not have to see that you just did all your hygiene business right there <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like and, there's, and, there's all kinds uh, of different skills and techniques, right?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to link Leave No Trace in the show notes. I want to say yeah! it's lnt.org. Um, but yeah, please check into that. And, and you can even go as far as like on Boss, we were learning and practicing positive impact. Like you don't need to destroy the world when you go out and play in it. There's a lot of ways that you can help it out and help yeah. it look natural and stay natural. Uh, and then it involves not like, cutting off pieces of it and um burning wherever. So please, 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 please read read LNT.
0: Yes, please. Do oh us and everybody a favor.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Well yeah, thank you for sharing ser- always a big question. <laughs> Uh, You know, anything you read for outdoor life or going hiking or backpacking the PCT or living your van life in uh, downtown Seattle or wherever it is, that's like people's biggest question. Oh, my God, I don't know how I'm going to poop. I I, I can't do it because I don't know how I'm going to poop. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that because it is important. It is.
0: It really is.
1: (laughs) And for whatever reason, a giant concern. Who knows? There you have it. It is all good.
0: There um, you have it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how have you, how, how have your nature experiences helped you like process or manage some of the mm-hmm. challenges you've had throughout your life? Is that, you know, not to lead too much, like, is that your happy place? Is that your decompression mm-hmm. place? Um, how, yeah. How, where and why do you connect
0: um that's a big question (laughs) uh awareness again right just the simple act of bringing me into a state of awareness Mm -hmm. nature is so good for that you're stuck in your head or you're bottled up in emotions or stuck in a place it's a great place to go get your mind unstuck right because it pulls you in and you don't really have a choice but to be aware and start noticing your environment when you're in the wilderness. So I think that, you know, I always say that nature is the best shaman, you know. Um, you know, you, all you have to do is just go sit in nature and it will start teaching you immediately as long as you, you know, you're, you're aware and you can watch and you can observe what's going on. Um, the more you do it, right? The more skilled you become at it and it gets easier and easier and more enjoyable, right? So I guess, and, and grounding, I'd have to say that, awareness and grounding. So um, I just love how grounding nature is. Like you sit on the ground and it just pulls all the, all the, you know, energy that's not serving you, like any kind of stress energy or Worry energy or whatever it is uh, you you might be experiencing because of life it just you know pulls all that energy that that energy out of you and it sucks it into the ground and then it gets composted you know it gets um eaten by the earth, and the earth turns it into something good and you don't have to hold it anymore, and you're grounded and you feel the roots and you feel the vibrations of the earth and uh it just. You know it just brings you right to where you're supposed to be so i think having that I and mean, then being so visual you know with my mm-hmm. my own metaverse because i don't need an electronic metaverse right yeah um so just tapping into my own metaverse i can bring you know memories and experiences or just the thought of a tree you know i could just it could just simply be like oh, i'm gonna focus on a tree And boom, like there's a tree and then I can, you know, tune into that tree and see where it starts to take me and it's grounding. And so I think that's how it's helped me because I have no earth in my, in my uh, astrological chart. (laughs) Oh, really? I mean, so much water. And so grounding has been a huge lesson for me. That's really helped me through just about everything. Once I learned how to do it. You know, and nature's always been that first teacher when it comes to grounding for me. Because I grew up, I grew up in yeah. South Boulder. I grew up like NCAR was my backyard. You know what I'm talking You've been in Boulder, so you know where NCAR yes, is. Yes, yes, and
1: yes. And
0: yeah, I grew up, I, I could just go out my back door and walk up the hill to NCAR. Like I grew up right there. So I was on the mountain, you know, I, mean, I had this yeah. deer in my backyard and, you know um tactics everywhere and you know just it was and back then it was like there was nobody here so it was like an enchanted forest you wouldn't see anybody you don't see dogs you don't see hikers you don't see anybody up there just maybe people go coming and going from NCAR you know um working there but yeah it was just my own backyard boulder was my backyard going up <laughs> the
1: the flat irons and the foothills. Wow. And oh my yeah. gosh. I, just have, I just have to say for anybody who hasn't been there, like y'all should check out uh, in car or just, yeah, put into your family in um, Boulder, Colorado. Cause you're, um, you're in the front range you're in the foothills. Like you can, oh my God, that you could just walk from your house to do that. Like I used to drive 45 minutes to get to boulder to go hiking and that was awesome enough it's yeah incredible yeah you could have that
0: but now it's so saturated you know So you can't have that experience anymore you have to go way deeper you have to go you have to go to like walden now you want that oh god experience you know because it's so saturated now the front range that you know everyone's hiking all the time and they got their dogs and they got the coolest latest gear and some don't, and um, some people know what they're doing, and some people don't, and it's you know, it's just, it's almost like a city on a mountain. It is a city on a mountain, you know. But Ncar, yeah. you know, Ncar just had a huge fire right up there. Really? Oh yeah. Isn't that interesting? Uh uh-huh. huh.
1: And <laughs> I no, mean, what I do you what do
0: you think about the fires going on here? You've heard of them, right? There. Yes. Of all the yeah. Fires? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I can remember being, I have um, very close friends a little further south in Denver and like getting text messages like, hey, we're evacuating. Hey, the yeah. fire is going this way. Um, I am kind of blanking on what that was, but maybe like in the fall, there was those fires. In, was it the fall or like January, there were the fires in Longmont. And all of a sudden it was like, wow, this fire started here and everything's burning and the hospital might burn and get out and it's 100 mile an hour winds like that's not normal those yeah. don't just happen that's a freaking tornado in oklahoma
0: yeah well out here since 2020 the fires have definitely beginning um uh, very interesting <laughs> not your yeah. typical you know not your typical colorado wildflowers any fires anymore that's you know it's been um, interesting, we're getting more of them more often. You heard about just the recent one, um, in Louisville, right? That burns yes. like Marshall, and, and you know, yeah, I mean,
1: the Marshall, what fire a, what a yes. coincidence,
0: right? That the, that the power lines keep falling like in South Boulder, out Marshall, now NCAR. Wow, huh? What an interesting mm-hmm. location that three fires have already broken out and made Boulder. You know, residents evacuate. I mean, Louisville and Marshall, tons of damage. Me and my son were at the park the other day, and you know, you see all the cleanup crews like going through the neighborhood, just cleaning up all the houses that were completely burned to the ground. You know, and Jesus. Yeah. I think it made national news. I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch the yeah. news, but um, it was, it, it's really. A huge deal, and they just keep happening in South Boulder around NCAR. And I just think that's really interesting yeah. that we've never had fires up here, before, you know. Like, and all of a sudden, yeah. it seems to be in the prime real estate location of Boulder, Colorado, that all these fires wow. are happening. So, I'm not yeah. saying anything, you know, but
1: <laughs> yeah, no, th- I th- have. There are,
0: yeah, I'm sorry. Sus- it's sus. It's sus. My son would say, yeah. that's sus, mom. I think
1: it's (laughs) us. Yeah, but yeah, there's all the things going on that yeah, there's stuff we can see, there's ways we connect, and there's other things you're like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like being in a a first responder class or something. Like, so would you walk up and you can see that the femur is bent in two places, and you're like, wow, holy cow! Don't say that out (laughs) loud. You say. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> How does my de- leg look? It looks interesting.
0: I think like I kind of had a thought, similar thought to that when I broke my my uh, fibula. <laughs> it was like you know, looking at it. Oh, that yeah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is interesting. Is is not
1: supposed to be over there? <laughs> oh,
0: oh, that's not right. That's definitely not right. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Okay. Gosh, I'm I'm going to go into that. So, broken fibula, like tib fib. Um, and for anybody who's not super anatomical, fibula is the uh, big bone, your shin bone, basically the lower leg bone. Fibula is on the out. Right, you tibia, um,
0: tibia, and the fibula. Two bones
1: yeah uh do you, do you have an interesting story of how that happened and or like how did you heal from that? Did you use some of your magic? did uh, you do the the symptom management system? How did that
0: go? um well, for the first two hours, when the sun shifted off the mountain in the snow that I was sitting in, I tried to drag myself <laughs> to the other side like. Pretty far, probably about thirty-five feet on the other side of the woods, so that I could get back in the sun again because I was freezing my ass off. <laughs> so I broke it um, snowboarding, and I was a very—I'm um, not going to say expert snowboarder, but I—you know—we were doing uh, a cliff run um, in the trees. So there's mm-hmm. probably about eight cliffs in this tree run. <laughs> Um, up in East vale, and mm-hmm. uh we were we were going off the first cliff, right, and I saw my line okay here's a lesson. <laughs> I mm-hmm. saw my line you know how do you have you snowboard before uh snowboard? I grew up ski,
1: I grew up ski racing, yes, so I know exactly what you mean, but okay,
0: yeah, and trees for... you've been through the trees
1: oh yeah, I used to ski mary Jane every weekend
0: Okay, so. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. so you know when you find your line through your trees, you're like, you see your line, and you're like, okay, I'm going to take that line. Well, I had my line and it looked really epic off the cliff, right? I was super excited about it. And then my friend who I was boarding with that morning went off a different ledge of the cri- cliff, you know, and it was just before me. So his line went off to the right, and I could kind of see mine forward. And I mm-hmm. hear him just whoa, oh, take my line. Like, he's so, you know, just like, whoa, take my line. So against my instinct, against my good feeling, gut feeling about my line, I took a hard right and followed his line, right? And I get airborne and I look down and there's a giant freaking bear rock right in my landing. Like a huge, like probably... I don't know, maybe, maybe 10 feet wide, you know, maybe 10 by five or something like a giant open bare rock in the middle of the snow. And I knew I was, I was going to hit the rock, you know, like I, I was coming right at it. So I did this thing, I shifted my weight in air and I actually just cleared the rock and then I looked up, and I was like, "Oh shit, tree!" <laughs> and I was going Uh-oh. so fast; there's no way I could stop. So I just threw my body back and dug my edge in. You know, I was basically laying down, and then slid, and then the tree ate my leg. <laughs> like oh. my my right leg hit the tree, um, and then my left leg like I was scrunched. My knees were all the way to my chest. Right by the time I from the impact of hitting the tree, and somehow I pulled myself out of that pretzel position and um like my leg was just screaming it was so much pain and I managed to scoot away from the tree a little bit and then I sat there and I did my grounding right this is when grounding yeah. really came in and I was like okay I look around you know I was connecting with the with the scene and and then you know like my foot's in the boot, right? And it's cold. I don't really want to pull it out. So mm-hmm. I wait and, and breathe through the pain, you know? And then my friend's next to me at this point, like, stand on Try to stand on And I was like, oh, I really don't think like, I can do that, but I'll try. Mm-hmm. And so I stood up on it and went right back down. I was like, nope, mm-mm, nope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't stand gosh. on my leg. And so he had to take off and go get – um ski patrol right Mm -hmm. and we're on a we're in the trees and there's still seven more cliff jumps (laughs) okay from where i'm at so i'm like okay you know and
1: did you get?
0: no 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 (laughs) i did not they took me down on a sled when they finally found me so he tells him where i'm he's like don't Wait for me to get up at the top of the lift. I'll show you where she's at. They get up. They get off the lift. They go to find me without waiting for him. And completely missed me. So he has to chase after them again, down to the lift, take another lift ride up. (laughs) And by the time they found me, I was dragging my body (laughs) over to the sun because I was so cold. And, um, yeah, so they, you know, they threw the hot packs on me, loaded me up on the sled. Um, and it took two hours to get me down because we were at the top of seven cliffs that they had to go around (laughs) in the trees. (laughs) So, yeah. So four hours later, I was in the hospital and they're getting ready to do surgery because I completely tore my tibfib fib ligament and my fibula was like totally busted so they had to do surgery for the tip fib so I'm waiting for it and I'm sitting there another hour so I had plenty of time to look at my leg and be like wow that's interesting we didn't take the boot off until I got to the hospital so that's Mm -hmm. when I saw it and I was like oh that's not good (laughs) it was bad it was gnarly and um and there so someone comes out to me they're like Sorry it's taking so long to get you in the surgery room. We just had a man fall off uh, some ice cliffs, 80 feet, and he broke every bone in his body. And I was like, all right, you just take your time with that. I'll be okay. This really doesn't hurt that bad. It's all good. Wow. (laughs) So that was a universe in my face. Like, you know, it could have been worse. Count your blessings. Yeah. (laughs) yeah so there's another story for you yeah (laughs) i have just got a bucket load of them so wow (laughs) yeah your
1: blessings yeah
0: count your blessings (laughs) wow
1: and you talked about how did your healing go like i'm presuming this is a while ago that this happened so how was the healing and like did that lead you into where you are now
0: Let me think. It's hard to see. I'm trying to think when I was doing my massage training, if that was during it or after. No, that was before. That was like 1999. And then this is a long time ago. I I moved up to Dale in my 20s. It was like the best decision I ever made in my life. I recommend it to every single turning, you know, like early 20s year Mm -hmm. old like go move to a mountain town to a you know um to an active mountain town with skiing and such and just any any wilderness really where you've got other young people enjoying the outdoors it's like priceless education yeah really you ask me um yeah so yeah. Anyway, uh, no, I did. I learned massage therapy later. I was a cosmetologist at the time, so I had already tapped into a little bit of, like you know, massage on the hands and the arms. I did pedicures, so I knew how to massage you know the lower legs and the feet, and I did facials, so I knew how to massage the face and the head. Um, so I was already like kind of in the door with that, and. So, you know, and, and being up there, you learn how to take care of yourself. You learn how to eat. You can't buy food. It's so expensive. So, you know, you figure out ways to, um, to, to feed yourself where it doesn't cost a lot. And you, um, have like a million roommates (laughs) living Uh in one house, you know, your communal living. And, um, uh, so how, uh. How did I heal from that? Well, there was a cast and um it sucked <laughs> because I couldn't do all the yep. outdoor stuff that I really like to do. It was winter. Um, so I wasn't boarding and that was really lame. And I could have gone into a pretty negative place about it, but yeah. instead I got spikes on my crutches. <laughs> oh wow. And I got spikes for my for my cast. Um and I they it was one of those casts, you know, like there's the plastic on the bottom. Have you seen those? Like, oh, like it's kind of like boot a thing? boot. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wasn't bail, I got as a bail surgeon. So I got all the good, you know, the good surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um my doctor was pretty funny. That's another story. But um So I did things like I went out to clubs and I would like try break dancing, (laughs) you know, with it. um, I'd go dancing and I'd go um, watch like pipe competitions. I'd take the lift up and then climb my broken leg up to the, you know, half pipe and watch um, other people enjoying themselves. And so I made the most of it, you know, Um, I think, that was the best thing I could have done is to, to instead of letting all the negativity of it, like the, the pain and the, I don't get to do this and I don't get to do that. Mm. Instead of letting that, of course that got to me of you know, duh, I'm human, but um, you know, just shifting that and trying to make the best out of it. And I had some pretty good, I have some great memories with my, with my boot on. <laughs> so wow, that's how well, I that's, healed from it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, well, that's fantastic, and that you were able to have that mindset too. I know it's really easy for people to get really depressed with, especially if you're an athlete or someone who likes to be active. And like, yeah. oh, sprained ankle, boom, it
0: mm-hmm. broken whatever. Like, like torn, now, what are you gonna do? Torn whatever, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. When, when that's when that's like your adrenaline place, your happy place, your decompression place. All of a sudden, you're like, uh. I am gonna sit on the couch yeah so like
0: kudos to you
1: for for getting out and trying new things and doing doing what you can and what you wanted to
0: yeah you just gotta make the best of it you know (laughs) I mean I don't like to sit in that dark place nobody does you know we all go there I mean I've been there plenty of times but it's not fun to sit there. I don't like to sit there. I'm like, let's, let's get off the couch. You know, mm. <laughs> I just, I'm just not, I'm not, I know some people love to sit. I, I learned to really like to read. I love to read a okay. book and yeah. you know, uh, watch a good movie or a documentary here and there, but I just don't like sitting very long. <laughs> it's just not my thing. Uh-huh.
1: Fair yeah. enough. I know exactly how you feel. Yeah.
0: Kinesthetic, right? Kinesthetic, Kinesthetic yes. type. Yeah.
1: yeah, Movement. Like, oh, hey, it's 10 o'clock. I finally sat down. I literally haven't sat down all day. That's yeah. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. So you read a lot. So um, what are some of the books that have had an impact on your life or your worldview or mm. what you're doing now and how you're doing things now?
0: I have some some sacred ones that I just won't get rid of, you know, that, that are on my bookshelf, and I love having them there. One is uh, Women Who Run With the Wolves. Oh, so good. Uh, I'd have to get it to tell you, like, the author and everything. Maybe uh, we can,
1: oh, my God. People Clari- can look Clari- it up, right? Clari- 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 yes, Clarissa something-something. I can't think of the name.
0: Carissa Estes Pinkhole or something like yes, that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You. Okay. So yeah, yeah,
1: I, yeah. I listened to part of it. It was gifted a bunch of audiobooks at one point, but the women in room with the wolves, we're going to link that in the show notes. Um, that's yeah, an I'm important really book. You all should it, read it. It
0: is. Read it. it is. Especially. Yeah. Yeah. Connect with, connect with it. Um, And then I love the prophet by Cahill Gabran. You know, that's a classic. Okay. Okay. I, I might have not Cahill. I don't know how to. How uh, to
1: I, that's a good question. We'll link it in the show notes. The Prophet and Women Who Run with the Wolves, yeah. and whatever else.
0: And then mention. the like, I think the one I would grab like for sure if I had to like throw it in my bug out bag and go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've I've imagined myself with it before. Like if I got stuck in a really bad situation out in the wilderness. And Mm -hmm. I had this in my backpack. Like, say I broke a leg really bad and there's nobody around, you know, and I'm kind of stuck until I can hopefully, you know, call in some help. Um, This is a book I would like to be sitting with (laughs) in that situation. So it's called Deep Survival by Lawrence Gonzalez.
1: Yes, I am familiar with that book.
0: Yeah, Deep Survival, Who Lives, Who Dies and Why. And it's really good. It's a great survival book to pick up. Got a lot of really useful information, not just for wilderness survival, but any survival, like life survival. Like it's got really good tips just how, um, how to, you know, be in any tough situation and how to, like, how to think and what to think and, um, and what to do so that you don't. Fall into that super dark negative place that we, you know, that we just mentioned before.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that is a a great book to read, and especially like you said, like it's it's one thing to be in the wilderness, but a lot of those lessons that you learn outside and being in nature, like they transfer to real life, and you're like, or oh yeah, to life that is that is not in nature, like oh hey cool, if I can go and do this thing, I have that confidence, I have that capability to do it. If I can get down this run of my mountain. This. if like, I can jump this on my board I can do this if I can go and run five miles I can do that it's, it's so powerful our connection with being outdoors and the skills that we learn outside they really can impact and uh, empower us in other aspects of life whatever they are um, but th- yeah, thank you for sharing that book because it is a fantastic one
0: yeah that's, that's great you know it yes it is it is so good yeah so that's like the top one like you know those other ones I mentioned are just so wise so insightful but then that one (laughs) is just like that's the survival manual I think
1: yeah well yeah and 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 to connect it but also like the yet like you mentioned like the life parts like it all connects with life, whether you find yourself by yourself doing something or, you know, starting a new job, uh, creating a business. Like it's all valuable lessons.
0: It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's like, it should be called like it will deep survival. That's good. Deep into life. Basically life survival. (laughs) Any Situation. What do you do? How do you think? Like, where's your mind at, you know? Um, how do you keep yourself busy? How do you stay focused? Um all stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. And some of it's what you're not necessarily taught in school or in university or college or in grad school or in trade school or, or cosmetology school. It's like how how to think, how to think, not what to think, but how to think and how to approach situations. Like it's yeah, it's great. It's yeah. Great.
0: You're right. Yeah, that's yeah exactly what it is.
1: <laughs> the practical skills, the the hands-on, not the theoretical. Oh, here's a bajillion different things, but like that. What do you? How can you actually manage life?
0: Right. You know? And by the way, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know the author, and I'm not getting any kickbacks for
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: for suggesting people genius, get his yeah. book. I guess
1: just... <laughs> No, yeah, it, it's, it's a great one. I, w- I would venture to, I know like when I, even when I went to my boss course in 2012, I'm pretty sure that was, I don't know how old that book is, but there was, a, it was either that book or a book that's very similar. That was one of the ones you could purchase at the gear store and about mm-hmm. half the people did because, Hi. Hey, great. What better time to learn about like your mindset? Cause mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all these weather things everything. connect with it, but it it like it becomes everything. You could sit outside and go, "Oh my gosh, this is such a gross day because it's not winter, it's not summer, it's not fall, <laughs> it's not spring. It's like 37 degrees now and sunny. Ugh." Or you can awesome. make magic of it. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, it's mud right? season, right? <laughs> but but what is it? Or even like, okay, cool. Like my tibfoobs in a crazy place right now. To have the mindset and the situational awareness to start moving towards the sun to stay warm, like, that's huge. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: at, at a at a conscious awareness level, but also the physiological level, like you're in shock, it's cold, it's wintertime, you're losing body heat. A lot of people just collapse and don't do anything. Like you were able to find inner strength, courage, whatever you want to call it from from within to have that awareness even though you're in pain to start moving and start taking care of yourself and not be dependent on somebody else to save the day
0: yeah yeah and then you know if somebody else does come along that's always nice too (laughs) oh gosh yes (laughs) and it's great to be able to receive right yeah (laughs) knowing how to receive
1: yeah yeah, has that been a lesson for you as well? With
0: oh hell yeah, with all the right. stuff you're doing. Well, yeah, um I've always been a giver. You know, um all my injuries are on the right side of my body. Can you just say that your right side is your masculine side, and your left side is your feminine side? And so your left side's like the qualities of the feminine, and your right side's kind of the qualities of the masculine so masculine is like very active right and um yeah. producing things and getting things done and um i'm not talking about sex i'm talking about you know the masculine and feminine energies that are in yeah. all of us that we have to balance right and mine were very out of balance on the right because i just give, give 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 and really didn't know how to receive you know um and always taking care of myself and always being the one taking care of others and then you know um, so I guess you know in instances like the broken leg when I you know need help those are the instances that have taught me that I that I have to come into balance with that inside and be open to receiving and how to do it well and I'm still working on it I'm still not great at at receiving it's a constant challenge for me but it's something that I'm aware of now that I need to have in balance um, because otherwise I just break stuff on my right side, my body, you know, I just like beat up oh. my body. I'm giving too much and I'm not a balance giving. Mm-hmm. So, you know, by tuning into that, fitness, I was, okay, what do I need to receive? And how do I need to receive it? Like, you know, if someone offers me something uh, that's a huge thing, right? How do you receive something from someone else? There's so many different ways you can receive, right? So Mm -hmm. that's an ongoing lesson for me is is how to receive. Um, But I'm getting much better at it. And part of that is just knowing your own worth, right? Um, Yes.
1: Yeah. Self-worth. Self-worth is a huge thing in receiving as well. And you're kind of taught or conditioned socialized program to no no don't think about me think about always think about somebody else and i would well as a single guy is it is like i would say more so as a mom for anything everyone else's needs are ahead of yours for the most part and stepping into like it's okay to have my own needs it's okay to take care of myself
0: sometimes you know Mm -hmm. yeah but you have to because if not do you get broken (laughs) yeah (laughs) then you break (laughs) because you can't you can't be out of balance with that you have to find that balance and it's all over in nature right you you can't go anywhere without seeing things working in harmony sometimes it goes a little bit out of balance but then you're like why and how do we bring it back into balance and um yeah so i'm always working on that but the giving side has Mm -hmm. definitely always been heavy and i was taught that My mom was a people pleaser you know and um so you know, I learned that from her. Like, oh, you you know, you make people you make people happy. Go and make people happy, and uh, that doesn't actually make people happy when you go try to make them be happy. <laughs> that was <laughs> what I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> so and a lot of that about is receiving, right? Like, what? How can I be a service to you? What do you need today? Um, you know, and then receiving that response. And then receiving what your response is to that response. How does that make you feel? Where does that shift your energy? Mm -hmm. You know, like a ongoing process. Yeah. Yeah. And awareness. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. A a process and awareness and like a, some type of dance of back and forth between, Are you're giving, you're receiving. How does that, you know, intertwine or makes the uh, infinity symbol going back and forth between, or multiple people or different people at different times and you're like, okay cool yeah everything needs to be in balance and when it's out you get a very quick lesson it's out
0: <laughs> you know when you were just talking just then I felt mm-hmm. you spinning uh like an infinity s- symbol
1: oh because I was doing that I felt it F-tang. yeah I
0: felt and, it like and the tra- yeah the
1: train's honking right now too. yeah oh like is listen- it yeah <laughs> or I I can hear it hopefully the headphones don't hear it but yeah there's a the train tracks are about eight blocks away, and they love to honk their horns.
0: Oh, okay. I've got one that goes across um, my back patio, and but it's just a really slow train. It only goes, like, once or twice a day. It's just moving lumber to the lumberyard. So it's super oh. slow. It's very short. And he mm-hmm. really only honks when we go out and ask him to, like, go give a wave. You know. Oh, that's awesome. Hon-
1: that's, like, the For best part of being a yeah yeah you yeah. like walk out and you like pull your arm down a couple times with a tracker or with anybody and you're supposed yeah. to knock your horn like that's how life works
0: and they're like i see you and you're like thank you to be seen right yes yeah <laughs> thank you yeah. for seeing me
1: yeah well, it me. yeah that that's a good point i'd never even considered that part but how it is something from like how such simple gestures can have such a huge impact like this person I've never met and probably will never see again saw me and recognized me and responded.
0: Yeah. It's so magical. And how like I look at people all the time and try and make that connection in the world when I'm out and about. And so many people are just, its like, they're shut off. They look, they're looking down or at something or they're in the. To the point where they, they don't even see you, and mm-hmm. you kind of want to like wave your hand in front of their face, and, like snap your fingers, like hello, you know, um, just completely checked out. It's it's so that's so strange to me. Like Stepford Wife, you know, he goes into all these zombified movies where you're just oh like, my gosh, Whoa. yeah,
1: and <laughs> you're actually a robot. Those parts just fell off.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure sometimes I'm probably in that place. You know, I'm not saying that I'm above that or anything. Um, I'm sure there's times where I'm not, my focus or awareness is not there. And um, I might look like that zombie, you know, <laughs> where someone's mm-hmm. like, hello, wake up. And I, and and if anyone does see me like that, please do. Please wave your hand yeah. in front of my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm really enjoying
0: our conversation. This is a lot of fun.
1: This has been great. Uh, Wow. There's like a bajillion other options for things too.
0: (laughs) That's so Uh, fun. Isn't that so fun when you meet someone and you just, you have that like vibe. You just enjoy telling each other. Oh, speaking of stories. Hello. Please tell me a boss story. I've been wanting to take boss classes. I wanted to do the 14 day. Did you do the 14 yep. day one? I, I wanted to do day, that yes. since I was like 18 years old when I first learned what boss was. And when you said you went there, I was like, Yeah, oh, this flame of jealousy, this came out. I was like, Okay, this is cool. Oh, wow. This is cool, you know, like pull that back in. Okay, this isn't yeah, this isn't about him getting something that I want that I didn't get. This is about him yeah. sharing an experience with me that I can't wait to feel and hear your experience okay. so that I can have that journey. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay. <laughs> um, gosh, there's yeah, there's a lot of stories, and it's interesting because it was uh, nine years ago now, or nine years in July ago now, but it's had such a huge impact on my life, and kind of like all of the things we've talked about, it was that deep nature connection, and not that I wasn't connected before. But to go into a space where you are without technology, there is no phone, there is no watch. Uh, My course, we could take a digital camera with us. I took one and, hey, spoiler alert, batteries die. Um, (laughs) So I think I took like maybe two dozen photos in the first two days and then didn't even even have the impulse to grab my camera again for the rest of the course. So it kind of hit me, hey, um, in this moment, I can experience it or I can try and take a picture of it. And, you know, yeah. going along and seeing it, like people have, when the course first finished, um, you know, everybody shared emails. And then there was a couple email threads went on for, you know, a couple months or so. And, you know, oh, this person took photos every day. So, like, they put their photos into Dropbox or I don't even know what it was back around back then, maybe Dropbox. Um, and it, I was looking at some recently. And I was like, I, it's crazy because the things I remember are very specific experiences. And there's other things where it's out of my memory until I see a photo. And I was like, oh, wow. I thought like my memory was pretty good or, you know, mm-hmm. thing, things are happening here and there. But it's interesting to go through. And be like, I remember, I remember this photo. But I also remember without seeing the photo camping at this one place and walking out into a swamp to get water with my partner and being like, "Wow, it just tastes weird. There's algae and there's all this mm-hmm. stuff in it, but this is our water. It's been treated with you know chlorine dioxide, like it'll be fine. Um, but for me, a big part of it was getting out of the city I. Where did I live at that point? I lived I lived in uh, Englewood at a basement suite. Um, it was awesome. I loved it. And yeah, I rode my bike to downtown Denver every day. I was surrounded by three, 3G at that point towers and you know internet everywhere, cell phones everywhere, giant office buildings, downtown Denver right off the 16th Street Mall to then drive out and you know do our intro and get dropped off uh <laughs> in passenger bus be like i don't know where i'm going it's almost dark all right cool like 14 days of this all right um to then go and one of the first things we did was just stop and we're given inv- an invitation really by the instructors to um you know, connect however you'd like to connect or say a prayer or meditate or, you know, whatever way you want to set an intent even for for this course. And mm. to be out there and then have darkness to sand and all of a sudden realize like, wow, it's dark. I came from a major <laughs> metropolitan area where there's light pollution everywhere, there's sound pollution everywhere. It It really, for me, was that like silence is deafening my ears were like reaching so hard to try and find sound that it was like a tinnitus mm-hmm. um, and like, Holy cow. So there's like ringing in my ears because there's no, no actual sound I can hear. And it's dark to the point I'm you know, feeling around for what's out there. Um, one of the people that was with us, like we're in the course, you know, like 10 minutes we've been on course and like someone's lost their glasses. We're like, oh, it's dark. Oh, that person can't see with the glasses. Good mm-hmm. freaking hallelujah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, crisis was averted, you know, but to go out to that experience and then to, to see and feel connected to a place in such a way that I haven't felt that connection that deeply anywhere else that I've been. Um, and to be, be aware of all the capacities that we have as humans, as men and women, as kids to, to walk out and see in the dark, to hear, to feel, to be aware of energy, to be aware of the temperature differences just between the shade and the sun or, hey, okay, it's afternoon. Nope, it's now evening. I don't have a watch. There's no significant sign. The shadows are all the same, but it went from afternoon, it is now evening, and it is now night. And to really connect and reconnect with the natural rhythms that we're part of, but our, our modern Western lifestyle conditions us out of, you need a big house all to yourself. You need to go and give up the daylight hours to work to make money to afford where you live and to be out there in the desert like i have a wool blanket for it's a backpack and it's what i sleep in at night and Mm. i am content and happy i'm not looking around for oh my gosh i gotta get to the climbing gym at this point oh my gosh i woke up five minutes late i'm not gonna get my workout in at the y and then go to work and make that meeting i have to give one or two of them up or not shower um To go to like, wow, yeah, I think we jumped in a lake on day three and uh, there was water beside us um, the final night. And I don't have much recollection of water or uh, air quote cleanliness other than, you know, rolling fresh sage all over your body, uh, Mm -hmm. using dry dirt to, you know, rub off sweat and grime and it not being a big deal. And then to immediately... When I finished the course, like the, the shock and um, this different level of awareness to go back into like, oh, my God, I can smell that you're wearing coconut body lotion over here, person who's five <laughs> verticals down from me right now. That's a lot of coconut lotion, or I'm really <laughs> sensitive to it now. Um, okay. Uh, you know, but to like to 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 really like, embody all of your senses because you're not distracted. You're not, oh god, you're not, you're not distracted. You're not, you know, vibrating at a certain frenetic level all the time. You know, I'm out here. We're gonna walk. We're gonna stop and take a break. We're gonna walk again. We're gonna stop and learn something. We're gonna walk again and get water, and then we're gonna sleep. Like to have life reduced to the basics and realize hey there's a lot of crap there's a lot of shit that happens and comes up because it's been constructed but does it involve food water shelter community no uh okay then does it need my attention does it need my awareness does it need me freaking out about something Like in the grand scheme of things nobody cares if the texas rangers beat the toronto blue jays tonight or not somebody mm-hmm. probably does but you know in is it worthy of my attention right now to walk down inside and throw on a website and view a game cast or try and watch, watch people do something. Or can I sit here in the shade now and look around at large trees and be like, this is just as exciting. I'm feeling warm. I'm feeling all these sensations on my skin. I'm getting cold therapy benefits. I'm getting vitamin D benefits. I'm rubbing my hand in the dirt right now and I'm licking it. Like mm-hmm. building my immune system, um, it was just a culmination of all of the the ways and experiences that's almost hard to put into words. Like it's a feeling place of I just feel home, and like you had mentioned earlier, like you don't have necessarily preparation for any situation, but you're here and you can manage it. And how do you think? How do you just be in a situation, and then to expand that out into Everything that's happened since then, whether whether it was going back to work in that office, um, whether it was to be in a high stress environment, or whether it was to drive back out to to Boulder, or drive back out to Canyonlands, or drive back out to Blanding—these um, are all places in Utah. Feel free to check a map. Um, they're mm-hmm. magical. Don't go there; they're getting too busy, but they're magical. So. Maybe leave pick for me, me up
0: on your way yeah. Yeah, right
1: <laughs> i yeah how many times have you done a vacation where like okay on this day i will meet you in Where am I gonna meet you laurel montana okay don't know where that is but let's see if it works out hey you're doing a book presentation in missoula montana on that day i bet i can make it wedding in, in buyers colorado on this day yeah all right cool um Like seeing those magical connections and stuff and being like, wow, these, these are these deep connections. And then to expand that out into what's more important is, you know, pieces of plastic you can exchange for a bag of oats or a beer or uh, a carton of milk, important or are experiences important. You know, is going to watch the latest, greatest movie in a theater and paying however much money they want for that important or is sitting here watching the sunset and journaling and working internally to then shift things externally more important. And, you know, not, nothing is good or bad or right or wrong, but that really was a catalyst for, hey, cool, I'm here. Wow. My worldview is completely or it was on that way anyways and now it's taken such a huge shift that how do i even connect to those people i knew two weeks ago for what we did because i'm such a different person now
0: Mm, yeah
1: yeah and i I, I could ramble for literally hours about
0: that well that i mean
1: (laughs) maybe i'll call you
0: (laughs) yeah all right take on the conversation all night i mean we could just be up you know um yeah I, I think you know what a beautiful perspective that is and it's so true like the way you you just verbalize that just blew my mind I mean that was just so good I mean it was like I I knew exactly you know I could relate to ha- everything you said um in my experience being you know when I when I've been out there and I also I want to ask you like what um mm-hmm. what what was your biggest fear that came up when you were out there like you definitely that's the other thing about these kind of experiences right like Mm -hmm. you could watch a a sci-fi movie or a or a um high action pack movie but you're not gonna get the or even a horror movie but you're not gonna get the adrenaline rush that you get when you're out in the wilderness, <laughs> and yeah. like fear comes up, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> I mean, that is some hardcore adrenaline!" Like if you want some entertainment, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and some adrenaline, <laughs> like you know, right? So um, there is all the beauty too, like all the beautiful things that you felt and you saw, but then there's also you get you get uh, approached with situations and things that that can bring up some some deep fear, right? So I'm wondering Mm. on that specific trip, like what was your, what was the biggest fear that came up for you? And Mm. like, how did you pull yourself out of that?
1: Yeah. Good question. And thank you. (laughs) Wow. The, you know, the, the biggest challenge that I saw going in was group dynamics. And Mm. it, it, even to say it out loud sounds kind of weird, but I remember before the course started calling multiple times we're like, okay, I'm curious to, to look into this, but you know, like is this going to be a whole bunch of uh, ex-military dudes running around with anger? Mm. Like, no, that's not us. It's like, okay, cool. And then I'd wait and then I'd you know, call back. They're like, okay, cool. So is there a mix of men and women on this course? Cause I don't want to be with a bunch of like alpha dudes or beta dudes or whatever. Like I want to actually have an experience where like everybody moves leadership around. They're like, no, we, we select, you know, that generally doesn't happen. I was like, okay. Um, yeah. So for, for me, the challenge was like, what's the group going to be because even at that point in my life, I'd been in enough different situations where, hey you know like you're with one person it's awesome you bring one more person and it's awesome and then when you get to a certain size all of a sudden you got this little click here and this little click here and well she doesn't like her and he doesn't like him and they're fighting and all this stuff's happening like i wanted to go and maximized my learning and I was trying to select a way like okay is this the course is this the course is this the course I don't want to you know have somebody pick and fight all the time or deal with any bullying like I'm up there to learn I'm paying a significant amount of money to learn so hopefully it's going to go okay and Mm -hmm. that was alleviated pretty quick um the the introduction part was pretty cool um and then within a couple of days I was like, oh, okay, people are here to learn, like people are here to experience. Um I mean, there's a huge spiritual aspect to the course as well as the primitive skills, as well as the like physical stamina and, and strength and the mental and the mindset to get through everything um yeah (laughs) and it's it's funny because like for me there wasn't a part that was like oh i can't do it physically it was the what's the rest of the group going to be like if there's something that might make me say hey i'm out it would be like i'm not dealing with this bullshit rather than my body uh and it's really funny cuz when we were doing the intros like each staff member you know goes through your medical history or um if you're female then there's a you know here's the protocols to use um here's what we recommend for sanitation blah 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 um so they came up to me and they're like so this is your medical history and I was like yep and they're like uh aren't you concerned about it and I was like nope <laughs> are you sure you're not concerned and I was like well Like, what about broken ribs? It's like, uh, if my ribs break, more is probably wrong than my ribs breaking, so I'd probably be evacuated. Why would I bother being concerned about it? But yeah, like, I I know there, there was a mix with our course of like, oh my gosh, I've never peed outside in my life, what's gonna happen? Um. Oh God, I'm going to be in the desert. And like, how do you poop outside in the desert? What's going to happen? Um, you know, I've, I've never been more than a few hours without food in my life. How am I going to do? You you don't know how long you're going to be without food when you start off the course. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't recall any diet stuff. Um, but if you had any diet things like, okay, cool. Like I'm allergic to onions or I'm allergic to root vegetables. Like that would have been a huge uncertainty um yeah for me it was like okay cool like what's the group gonna be like and when are we gonna get water
0: wow and yeah.
1: <laughs> but at, at at the same time like I had done I remember about the same time you mentioned like looking hearing about the course and looking into it and forgetting about it so doing it in my 30s and being like okay mm. cool or early 30s um being like all right so I'm going to be hiking up to 10 miles a day at elevation in the desert in the summer with no water and like a thousand calories a day. Um, Might be a good idea to prepare for this. So I had already been training for a long time for different things. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get a membership to hot yoga. And I went to hot yoga at least five days a week from January until July. And just, in I was like, and I freaking love hot yoga. I really miss hot yoga right now. But to get well, it started
0: up here again, so
1: oh awesome that is promising yeah
0: I just Uh, had a client the other day that was like I just came from hot yoga and I'm like oh cool uh, open wonderful
1: (laughs) yeah yeah nothing like stretches your hamstrings more than hot yoga if you have (laughs) tight hamstrings
0: (laughs) well it's just so Uh, nice to be warm too when you're doing all that like it's not fun to be really cold and stretching when you're cold you know it's really nice stuff and where you are you're still in the cold so Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. I there is a possibility I throw (laughs) space heater in my bathroom and make that into a sauna later this afternoon well
0: yeah that was really smart of you to you know to prep yourself like that because that's an intense program and you know i don't know if you have to worry so much about the group that signs up because nobody is going to just sign up for that course and be like oh i want to do this you know like it's going to take a certain kind of person (laughs) to want to put themselves through that you know that experience
1: so there i was minding my own business and i decided the best thing i should do is sign up to see if i can deal with starvation uh dehydration (laughs)
0: low
1: calories uh exertion and possibly hyperthermia uh in the middle of summer somewhere where mail came by mule until the
0: 1950s uh okay (laughs) right well and depending on where you were you know what like Rattlesnakes and mm-hmm. um, scorpions, maybe I don't know where. Where yeah, I don't. You were. Oh
1: gosh, I okay. We walked by a snake on the first day. I uh-huh. remember that because I was at the front. I was like, "Hey, look, there's a snake." Um, it was like,
0: "Welcome to my world." <laughs>
1: pretty much, yeah. right?
0: Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: but but yeah, like it was it was a lot of unknowns. And what was also kind of cool with doing that was like you didn't know what the unknowns were for someone else. So you'd be walking Mm -hmm. along and you have this bond from being in a situation or being, being in a transformational space of, I don't know what, you know, your deal breakers are, or or you don't know what my deal breakers are, or what the fears or the uncertainties are, but to, to be with people because with, you know, our group at 12 and then the instructors, I'm sure there were a lot more fears than were ever mentioned. And, uh, I don't recall anybody really sharing at the time when we were there, what, what they were uncertain about, but to know that whatever it was, there was probably someone else in the group that had that same fear. And there was probably multiple people who weren't even mildly concerned about it. And to have that, neat balance It like kind of played played things off and you know when someone was stressed out someone could be nice and calm and it it might change day by day or person by person but you know someone else someone stressed out hey i'm nice and calm and we can talk and i can hang out with you for a bit and that helps just bring that energy down
0: oh yeah
1: and you know so it it was it was just such an interesting experience like oh god i could yeah I could still talk for days about that one but but oh, to wow. have it and and that deep connection I think I think too. being outside people in my experience I found people are more open to communicate and to to talk about the deeper thi- the more meaningful aspects of life mm-hmm. you know oh the the Braves won the World Series okay cool uh oh this person won the election okay cool But when you're outside and if you're biking or trail running or whatever, you're not necessarily looking eye to eye directly across the table from each other. Like you might be on a date or a job interview and there's that like intimidation factor. You know, I'm walking along and somebody's beside me and we're, you know, navigating Slick Rock. Like it's a lot easier to have and to let some of the stuff you've been holding on to go. I found not that's Mm -hmm. necessarily true for everybody, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah nice. has that been yeah thank you yeah has, has that been a part of your experience or, or working with the people you have or in your your situations even
0: well when you were talking one specific thing came up um that I could relate you know in in that kind of a um that setting where you're with other people in a group you're depending on each other um it was a climbing climbing group I was with we did a three-pitch climb and we got to the top of the the third pitch and you know you get up there you're so excited to summit you're like I'm gonna check out the view gonna hang out right no we got up there and you like look out and boom there's like a big giant black cloud headed right towards you moving really fast probably 30 miles an hour and there's lightning coming out of it and you're like oh, okay <laughs> we're going back down you know and um so you know everyone had to um in the group like belay really quick we had to get down this three pitch climb that we just spent all day climbing up and everyone pretty much went before me it was um me a friend of mine and then like this uh woman who came along it was her first time climbing her boyfriend brought her um she just he just brought her he didn't say anything beforehand so it was like they just showed up and he's like look she's coming with us today and we're all kind of like okay um and she was up there the three of us so everyone else in our group had gone down i think we had three climbs going, three different groups. And I think we had six, I, it's, it was a while ago. So six, or I want to say nine, but I think there was six of us climbing this particular route. And <coughs> so I'm, I'm up there, you know, people are belaying. This cloud is coming faster. The lightning's like coming out of there. And I'm looking at my shoes like, hmm, you know, like, I wonder if this is enough rubber on my rock climbing shoes (laughs) because we didn't have anything, you know, we're just up here in the element. And so she gets on the belay rope, the rappelling rope. I should say everyone was not belaying, rappelling. (laughs) Um, So she gets on the rappel line and she gets down about three feet over the top of the ledge and just can completely flips out, like lights out, um, freak out, fear to the max, like a number 13. <laughs> fear, you know, just just it's stuck. Like her blade device gets stuck, right? I can't move. Oh my god, yeah, hey, 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 hey! just completely losing it, right? Screaming, struggling on the line, just everything you just don't want to do in that situation. So, yep. you know, yes, calmly while I'm looking at the rubber at the bottom of my shoes and a big thing of lightning. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you know, just take a breath. It's okay. We're here together. You know, we're gonna work this out. Everything's gonna be all right. You know, start to talk to her. my friends doing the same thing, just like, oh, you know, and then the lead climber, um, mm-hmm. Uh, He jumps over. He, like, jumps over from another line that he's helping somebody with. He, like, flies sideways over the rock, comes next to her, puts his hand on her delay device, gives it one hard jerk, busts her loose, and screams in her face, Go! (laughs) And she just, her, her whole face just went completely, like, frozen. With eyes wide open, and she just scurries down the rappel line. So he was able to just, like, bust her out of that, like, frozen. Yeah. (laughs) In an instant, she was down. And then he looks up at me and my friend, and he's like, all right, have you guys ever done a military rappel? And I'm like, no. And he's like, here's what you're going to do. So he puts us each on one side of the rope, right? We're rappelling down together. He's like, you guys stay together. Don't make this unbalanced, you know? So yeah. we rappel down together, and we got down pretty fast. Um, but that was one of those like you're talking about, like you don't you don't know the group dynamics who you're getting, and um, you know, we got up there, and somebody completely you know flipped out, and we had to had to work it out. You know, I could have freaked out. I could have wanted to. Oh no, the lady's is coming! Oh my God, I got to die right and my friend could have gone into like maybe hide try to hide under part of the rock or something but we all pulled it together and she got down safe and I don't know if she's ever gone climbing ever again (laughs) (laughs) that experience um we all kind of gave her boyfriend a hard time afterwards when everyone was safe and down you know like um you know like good luck getting your girlfriend to go climbing with you again. <laughs> you know like, why would you take your girlfriend on on a first time climb like this it was it was on granite, you know it was like the it was like some pretty hard rock you know, some pretty advanced rock climbing, and she's she was a beginner. She had never climbed a rock in her life. Poor woman, Jesus <laughs> yeah, so that's what came to mind when you were telling me about walking along with someone and, you know, and being in mm. that situation mm-hmm. that popped up. Yep. That one. <laughs> I think you yeah. can make lots of stories pop up in my head. We could just go oh, back gosh. and forth. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> <laughs> It's so fun though. I love your stories. They're really inspiring and really wise and, um, just really heart centered and grounded and real. So real. I like making real connections with people.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you. That's yeah. Hopefully that's what I'm here to do. feels like that's something people can benefit from and like take little globs of wisdom or advice or, Oh, Hey, don't do that <laughs> into real <laughs> yeah. life. You know? Yeah.
0: yeah. To how do I poop? <laughs>
1: Oh gosh, yeah.
0: It all comes down to that, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny. It does, and like, there's a lot of different strategies and ways people can do it, and types of holes you can dig, and positions you can use.
0: And
1: <laughs> there's probably a book out there. I remember seeing illustrations with like stickman at one point. <laughs> and...
0: <laughs> oh
1: god, yeah.
0: <laughs> Could probably write like a. A tantra the tantra of poop <laughs> right oh like, gosh oh God. you like, definitely oh, like... could <laughs> yeah.
1: do you want to open that door
0: uh, i don't think so no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i think i'll keep that thank you for now
1: <laughs> okay fair enough i not even gonna go there no no <laughs>
0: I'll just, awesome. say, I'll just say that I'm very happy with my microbiome at the moment. It's always a work in process, and I'm feeling pretty content with where I'm at in the poop department. <laughs> um, it's all about gut health, you know, and exercise and movement. Eh, movement. It's all about movement. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Movement of anything and everything. <laughs> that is, oh, gosh. That is always good.
0: Cool. I have those uh, little, you know, those little like smiley aches in my cheek from laughing that's great Oh, wonderful wonderful
1: (laughs) and i have sunshine on my feet and my face right now (laughs) and i'm laughing too so thank you
0: nice we just got we just got a little cloud cover i think you know it's interesting you you hear all the the quote-unquote conspiracy stuff right are -hmm. they blocking out our sun? (laughs) and sometimes it feels like that you're like wait a minute where did the sun go? It's like instantaneous, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. wait a minute, where'd that go? But the sky lo- really looks um, so awesome here. I love the clouds in Colorado. They're amazing.
1: And thank you very much for joining me on today's episode, friends. It is always fun for me to record these and I do hope you get a lot out of them. As always, if you enjoyed this, please share with your friends, your family members, your colleagues, your co-workers, your hairdresser, the guy at the restaurant, uh, wherever you're going. I do my best to research these and give a lot of good information, and there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from hearing the stories and also having that perspective shift that can come along with, with listening. As well, if you get a chance, I do encourage you, it really helps me out if you can leave a five-star review at the podcast platform you're listening to, as well as maybe even write something. So uh, yeah, if you get a chance, please do that. I prefer Apple Podcasts, is how I listen to things, but I know that uh, Stitcher's out there, Spotify's out there, Google Play or Google Podcast, there's a whole bunch of them. So if you get a chance, please do drop a five-star rating and leave a review. That would be fantastic. And with that, have a wonderful day, friends. We will catch you on the next episode of the Wisdom of the Wilderness.